This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona. MICA is the exclusive provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. For more information about MICA, call 602-956-5276 or visit mica-insurance.com. RX Security has over 30 years experience printing tamper-resistant prescription pads and EHR paper that is Medicaid and state compliant. To prescribe safely, visit rxsecurity.com. That's rxsecurity.com. Hello, my name is Rahul Rishi. I'm a physician board certified in adult and pediatric allergy immunology, as well as in internal medicine. I have a strong interest in angioedema and pediatric eczema. Welcome to the Arizona Physicians Podcast. And because he used to sing in a choir, he would break into harmony and not even know he was doing it. He never missed a beat. He never missed a word. His brain could do that and his heart could feel joy. If you're not, if nobody's volunteering information, please ask. Because people think when you get old, this is what happens and it is not normal. So listen for changes from the person's baseline. Welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is Edward Araujo, Managing Editor of Arizona Physician Magazine, and your host for this episode. In today's episode, our discussion will center around dementia care. We are joined by both Mary Beth Gallagher and Lynn Sue Cooney from Hospice of the Valley. Mary Beth Gallagher, DNP, is Director of Hospice of the Valley's award-winning dementia program, which utilizes the latest developments in the field of dementia care to help caregivers optimize quality of life for their loved ones while also nurturing their own well-being. She is a board-certified psychiatric nurse practitioner with a doctoral degree in nursing. She is an expert clinician for Hospice of the Valley's in-home supportive care for dementia program. Lynn Sue Cooney is Hospice of the Valley's Director of Community Engagement. Lynn Sue oversees marketing, fund development, and volunteers. She is passionate about helping our community understand the full-spectrum care Hospice of the Valley provides which also includes support for those with chronic illness or dementia. Prior to her work with Hospice Care, Lynn Sue spent 31 years as a newscaster here in the Valley for 12 News. She received her MSJ from the Medill School of Journalism at Northwestern University. Welcome to the podcast, Mary Beth and Lynn Sue. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Edward. All right, well, let's get started. Um, Hospice of the Valley is the Valley's first and largest hospice organization. Started in 1977, volunteers worked in rent-free space at the Maricopa County Health Department. Obviously, the organization has come a long way from that beginning. (laughs) Hospice of the Valley offers a range of services to patients, including palliative care. Lynn Sue, what is palliative care? Oh, gosh, It's, uh, it's a little confusing, I think, to folks. Palliative care is care that palliates or eases and soothes the symptoms of an illness. So that's what you get when you have a chronic illness. It's what you get when you have symptoms of dementia or when you're in hospice care. So really palliative care relieves pain. It treats symptoms. You have it the whole spectrum of your illness from the time that you're in curative treatment all the way through the time that you're having hospice. Now, Medicare requires patients to stop curative when they begin hospice. So that's where it can get confusing. Uh, Even though palliative care is constant, since curative and hospice don't occur at the same time, it's either one of the other people get confused. They think palliative care is before hospice 
And it does occur before hospice, but it continues throughout the end of life journey. But since you're on that hospice journey, people call that hospice care. I hope I haven't muddied the waters too much, but I should also mention that just when I said they don't occur at the same time, curative and hospice, Medicare is actually doing some pilot programs around the country that do allow people to have both at the same time to see if that's going to improve their quality of life even more. And Hospice of the Valley is the only hospice in Arizona that's been chosen to participate in that program. And so far, it is pretty clear, Edward, that having both really does enhance quality of life for patients and for their caregivers. That's great. Now let's uh, discuss uh, dementia. Mary Beth, uh, what are the signs and the symptoms of dementia? Uh, What are some of the recommendations that you might have for primary care physicians when they see those signs or those symptoms? Mm. Well, first of all, dementia is a general term describing a category of diseases that affect the brain that result in impairment in memory language, our ability to speak and to understand what's being said. It impacts our thinking, reasoning, our insight, judgment. It can even result in changes in our personality and mood and our ability to physically function in our world. And oftentimes we see some new behaviors in people that we've never seen. So what we're going to observe in healthcare really depends on the type of dementia that the person has. Alzheimer's is the most common type. And, you know, particularly to healthcare providers, if I may just let share the stats with them. If you're taking care of somebody that's 65 and older, one in nine people age 65 and older have some form of dementia. And if you're caring for those 85 and older, approximately a third. And Arizona has the highest growth rate of people with dementia. So this is why the subject is so important. But of course, I'm biased. So, so you asked about, um, you know, what can physicians look for? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say first, um, listen deeply. Sometimes we want to share information with our provider, but we don't really want them to know. And dementia is so feared and stigmatized that we might drop little hints. So listen deeply for picking up on that because it's really scary. If you're not hearing, if the person isn't reporting it themselves and their family saying something, listen to that family. Because remember, the person experiencing the disease might not necessarily have the insight, judgment, and memory to recall that they're having problems. If you're not, if nobody's volunteering information, please ask, because people think when you get old, this is what happens, and it is not normal. So listen for changes from the person's baseline, you know, any new forget forgetfulness, language problems, any psychiatric symptoms, personality changes, behaviors that are unusual, wandering, maybe impairment in the day-to-day function. They're not doing their checkbook, you know, finances, or the house is a mess, or they're not able to cook, self-neglect, so many different things. Just if your antennas are starting to go up, trust it. Great. Thanks for sharing. After the break, we'll continue our discussion uh, on dementia care with Lynn Sukuni and Mary Beth Gallagher from Hospice of the Valley. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast. MICA was founded in 1976 by doctors for doctors and remains the leading provider of medical liability protection in Arizona. MICA is the exclusive provider of coverage for Maricopa County Medical Society. Contact MICA today to learn more about the benefits of being with a physician-led, 
and policyholder-owned insurance company. Call 602-956-5276 or visit our website, mica-insurance.com. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast. We are joined today by Hospice of the Valley's Mary Beth Gallagher, DMP, and Lynn Sukuni. You know, family members often feel overwhelmed, anxious, and isolated sometimes while caring for a loved one with Alzheimer's or other types of dementia. Mary Beth, can you tell us what the Supportive Care for Dementia program is and what kind of services does the program offer for patients? Yeah, well, the Supportive Care for Dementia program, the general focus is to help people living with dementia and their caregivers to live well, right, until we find a cure. And dementia caregivers have very high morbidity and mortality rates. 70% of them report having unmet needs. So this program is going to provide education and psychosocial support for the caregivers and people living with dementia so that they can navigate all of the challenges that are going to occur. So for instance, there's a a person dementia trained called dementia educator. They go into the homes and visit with the individuals. Why is this important? A, we can be the eyes and the ears of the healthcare providers who only see the person in 15 minutes in their office, which can be such a dramatic presentation change as compared to what's going on in the home, even regarding safety issues. So we see the person in their home. We meet them and ask them what is most important to them. We have an agenda, but meanwhile, we want to honor the dignity of their choices. And we provide education on what is this type of dementia? What are the common complications that occur? How is this going to progress? What are the community-based resources available to these individuals? Also, we have something that's very important, which is a 24-7 triage line, meaning that's staffed by professionals who understand dementia. If you're a dementia caregiver, you notice that barely anything goes wrong Monday through Friday, nine to five. It's usually in the evening, the middle of the night or on the weekends. Who are you going to call when you're uncertain and you're fearful? More than likely, it's going to be 911. We can spare people from this, having a compassionate person that will always answer the phone, no recordings. Also, there's an overview if the family would like to have a phone consultation with our geriatrician, someone who just steps back and looks at all the pieces of the pie and tries to help establish what the goals of care are. We also help complete the advanced directives and do cognitive testing like uh, an MMSE a mini mental state or mocha to get an idea. Also, there's respite opportunities based on volunteer availability so that we can give the caregiver a break and also some meaningful engagement socialization for the person living with dementia. Mary Beth, what type of patients are eligible? I mean, is there a cost? Yeah. So this program is open to any person with dementia at any stage, and they don't have to have had a formal workup because we know that half of the people with dementia haven't had a formal workup and the cost is free. Oh, wow. Okay. Lin Su, um, can you share with our listeners uh, a success story on how the program has helped a patient you know, living with dementia? Are you just going to make me pick one story? Because there are zillions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to just give you touch on a, a couple of them because yeah. they're so amazing. Uh, so one of the most valuable things this program does is help family caregivers learn new ways to communicate 
when the words are no longer there. Because there are ways to impart comfort and safety and joy, even when their loved ones can't speak or remember names or anything. And one of the most beautiful ways to do that is with music. So, for example, we had this patient, Ed Cork. He had moderate to advanced dementia. But his long-term memory worked really good when it came to favorite songs from his past. So this program, as she mentioned, Mary Beth has uh, volunteers that can go in and help provide respite and activity. So our volunteer came in with his guitar. He would give Ed a notebook of his favorite songs, and they would sing them every time in the same order. You are my sunshine, sugar in the morning, sugar in the evening, all the things he loved. Oh. Ed couldn't read anymore. But he would dutifully turn the pages. And because he used to sing in a choir, he would break into harmony and not even know he was doing it. He never missed a beat. He never missed a word. His brain could do that and his heart could feel joy. So that's just one example of what this can do. Um, another one that has also to do with music. And don't forever forget the comforting and powerful impact of music or your own voice to a loved one with dementia, because hearing is the last to go. So this happened at our dementia inpatient care home, where a small group of Phoenix Symphony musicians will play concerts from time to time. One gentleman was wheeled into the living room in a hospital bed. He was not responsive, very far along on his end-of-life journey, but he was a veteran. And as soon as the musicians played Battle Hymn of the Republic, His weak little arm rose from the bed and he started moving it back and forth like a conductor in front of a whole orchestra. There was not a dry eye in the house. I'm telling you, it was so touching. And of course, the other thing we have are these amazing mechanical pets, these dogs and cats that move and whimper and purr. So there's a vibration in the lap that's very comforting to people. And I'll never forget our patient D who went everywhere with her cat. If I may add, just even from the healthcare provider perspective, we're getting feedback. Um, I have one in front of me from an internal medicine doc who says, I need eyes in the home and feet on the ground to help assess the family and then get back with me. I can do a better job if I have collaborators. He was saying that the families are desperate for, for some sort of coherent program that can give them an idea of what to expect, what they can do now and in the future, and to begin to plan for the natural progression. This is, so this is a real collaborative program. That's great. Thank you for sharing those stories. You know, HOV is set to open, uh, its new dementia care center here in Phoenix. Can you tell us more about it and where is it going to be? Oh, we're so excited. Um, It should be opening in the next month or two, and it's located at 44th Street, just south of Indian School on Indianola. And it is going to be the most amazing resource for our whole community. Whether your life has already been touched by dementia or will be in the future, and it will be in the future, because as Mary Beth shared, the numbers are staggering. We are all living longer. We have a high senior population, and it's affecting more and more of us. So whether you need education or a support group, whether you want to attend classes or activities or concerts that are dementia-friendly, whether you want to bring your loved one in for coffee and a bite to eat at our dementia-friendly cafe, because you're a little nervous about behaviors if you go to Starbucks, if you want to volunteer to provide companionship to either the residents or in the assisted living or the inpatient home, or maybe you want to bring your loved one to our adult day club where they can have some stimulating activities and some socialization, which is so important. 
It is a really comprehensive, cutting edge, all in one place resource for living well with dementia. And I'm, I can't emphasize it enough. It is for everyone in our community to utilize. It is open to everyone, to all. Well, what a great opportunity. I want to thank Mary Beth, Lynn Sue, and Hospice of the Valley for their work in dementia care and their commitment of excellence in hospice palliative care in our communities. If you're interested in learning more about HOV's education campus and supportive care for dementia program, please call 602-636-6363 or visit the website dementiacampus.org. And finally, thank you for joining us today. Please don't forget to catch this and every episode in your favorite platform from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify to tune in. Thank you all. Support Organized Medicine. Help to create the future of healthcare in Maricopa County. Get involved by joining the Maricopa County Medical Society at mcmsonline.com slash join. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.